My tweakers will play on so grass and dirt. But turn down the volume on Dick and Bird. Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! St. Paul admitting the law and life and hitting rock bottom. Drugs in the ex-wife! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck! Hello, all, and welcome to this edition of Minnesota Foul Play-by-Play. I'm your host, Anthony Variano, joined by the brothers Haas, Bradley and Michael. How's everybody doing? Can't complain. Really doing like that great. Cuba shirt, Mike. That Cuba jersey's hot. Getting ready for the World Baseball Classic. You're looking like a, a Hunter S. Thompson. Is, are you smoking through a uh, filter now? It's one of those, yeah, that uh, Tar polio present yeah. we had. Tar guards. I used to buy those in bulk uh, back when I thought I wanted to be Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Uh, well, we're going to start with what we think is the best team in Minnesota, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, still lucky, but also good. Uh, they're an underdog again this week uh, against the Packers. Uh, they're at Green Bay. Three and a half points was the uh, spread last time I saw. Anybody have an update on that? Uh, still at three and a half. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm questioning whether or not this team is the best team in Minnesota simply because they might only be like the fourth best team in the NFC and maybe the sixth best overall. Like, I don't think that they have Super Bowl aspirations. I think it would be actually quite shocking if they even made the NFC championship game. What are your guys' thoughts on that? My, my thing about them is, are they just, are, are they resilient or are they just like really that good? I mean, are they both. lucky? Yeah, I'm there. Um, they definitely don't lose their cool when they get behind. So, which I, you know, and I think that speaks a lot for it. Um, obviously, if they lose these one possession games, we're looking at a team right now that's one in 11, one in 13, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, so the defense makes the plays when they need to. I don't know if some of it's luck, but I mean, that's the thing. They, they don't cry about shit. They just stick in it. And then all of a sudden <laughs> they come out victorious with some amazing shit. I think that Patrick Peterson has a lot to do with that defense, making those plays late because, you know, he's kind of a leader in that clubhouse and he kind of preaches the uh, keep cool, keep calm. This thing ain't over yet. You know, we're going to get some stops. They're not going to score on us every time they get the ball type of deal. So uh, I think they no, actually, and- Oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, to piggyback off that too, like when is the last Vikings team we've seen that's had this much chemistry? Oh, like that's I, what I like. Like the '97 team, maybe. God, they have so much fun playing. After the game is hilarious. Right, I've never it's seen kidding. a Vikings team have more fun. Yeah, and for <laughs> for their awesome players to have Cousins back, which I think I love. I'm a Cousins supporter, but I I think it's just a special team and. Everybody that calls them frauds, every team in the NFL except one is going to be a fraud yeah. by the end of the year. It's so my thing a... is, who knows what's going to happen in the playoffs? This team shows that shit, all they play is freaking one possession games. But that's, that's all that's played in the NFL. It doesn't matter who you – it's just maybe probably 28 teams or so are 
pretty competitive and you know, you're not going to blow out anybody on any given week. So, um, and home field advantage plays a role too with the weather changing. The thing no, is they too, rank? Oh, go ahead. Is O'Donnell keeping some stuff in his back pocket for the playoffs? I mean, we've talked about this before. Their three losses were not good. No, no. If I mean, they get behind a good team, they're they're probably gonna get blown out. Yeah, that's their problem. Is they don't start well. Uh, they they do maybe one first uh, a good first drive, and then uh, they'll go. You know, the rest of the first half, maybe a couple field goals, and then fourth quarter starts, and Kirk Cousins turns into the MVP of the league. Yeah. So yeah, uh, if they can hang around till you get to MVP fourth quarter, Kirk Cousins. I mean, it's they've got a shot. Oh, I don't mean, nobody want to see him in the playoffs. I don't think. Well, and I think, yeah, and I think our offense now is yeah, – we've got too many playmakers, like legit playmakers yeah. with that Hawkinson Stacked. trade. Yep. Osborne, talk about performing this year. Stepped I mean, you up. can't – we haven't even re- really used Thielen this year, which right. we don't really need to. Yeah. But, no, I think they're a scary, good team. I, The luck thing, I, I'd call it luck, but every goddamn game, they come out on top. So at what point is it more than luck is my thing. Oh yeah. No, they're, they're a good football team. They're a bad defensive team and they had a bad, I wanted to get into this. They had a bad defensive strategy for much of the year where they were not sending blitzes and leaving those covers and uh, corners in coverage for way too long. And that's just a recipe for disaster. Shit. My brother can attest to this. That's what we complain about. Every Vikings game is what the hell is. Send four, send four, send four. The defensive coordinator doing. Yeah. Would, and then I in the would, second half of their last game, they finally cranked up the D, uh, the blitzes, blitz packages. The ball got out faster. Turnovers happened. Tip balls. <laughs> fun stuff. I would like to look at the similarities to, is it the 2008 New York Giants team that was mediocre at best? And then, and then ran through the playoffs on the road. Yeah. Horrible defense, too. Their offense is clicking. Their defense started to click. I mean, like Mike says, is it luck or is, is this destiny? I mean, Fast. it's. Well, sometimes the hot team will get you to the Super Bowl and win it, but generally it's the team with the best offensive line, and that's Philadelphia. And I just don't see anybody beating them. Anywho, uh, at least we got the most entertaining season ever. I think I've enjoyed this season more than I enjoyed the 1997 season, the Randy Moss season where they went 15-1 and one and lost the NFC Championship game. No, it's, as a fan, it's absolutely draining every single oh. season. You're ready to throw in the towel. We've probably all lost years of our lives for it but it's so freaking exciting. Like yeah. it, oh. it's yeah, before we move on to the wild real quick thing. This last week, get to the two minutes game gets tied up again. And my brother's like in panic mode. I'm just sitting there. Right. Like, what are you excited about, man? We're going to go down. We're going to win somehow. There's yeah. plenty of time left. Like it's, it's to be expected now. Yeah. Well, the, the wilder are surprisingly good considering they lost a, a, borderline superstar in Kevin Fiala. Uh, I mean, they're four and a half points off their pace from last year without Fiala and Talbot. Uh, and the players who replaced him, Stan, Sam Steele replaced Fiala on the top line. And then uh, Philip Gustafson has been better than Talbot and Flurry, And that's surprising to me. I didn't see that coming. Uh, so I think, I mean, I, I think the Wild have the, the brightest future uh, of all the teams in Minnesota because they have the best player on the ice on a regular basis against most of the teams in the league. Uh, I am a little worried about their defense though. Um, it's aging. Uh, I think the average age is like 29.4. Uh, a lot of guys in their thirties. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts? I, I've been watching 
mm, just about every wild game this season. And they're just as much fun to watch as they were last year. No, I agree. They're very fun. And I think, you know, come playoff time, they're going to be a scary team. I mean, I, I, I think they have a shot. It, they are fun. They are very fun to watch. Um, I would agree with you. I do think from first person on the roster, the last person on the roster, they definitely are the best team in Minnesota and probably have the most potential, excuse me, potential to host a trophy at the end of the year. No. And I, I think they're comparable to the Vikes. I mean, their defense scares me a bit old, like the Vikings defense. I mean, our biggest playmakers are, after the prime of their career, you yeah. know, with Smith and Peterson. So, but you, I mean, if you saw the last game, you saw Brodeen go for a poke check on a goal that was scored on Gustafson and the wild just came right back and went up to and called it a day. Thanks for coming out guys. Um, yeah, they've got it going on. Uh, I feel like they could get just as hot as they were at the end of last year. The problem is how are they going to perform in the playoffs? Uh, generally your, your strong defenses are going to, and and your great goalies are going to carry you through the playoffs and they don't have we, either of those uh unless Gustafson actually maintains this the rest of the se- uh, season we've seen that in past years too with them heading into the playoffs and it's shit we go to a game and they don't even score a goal I mean that's just yeah. it, it I, I 100% that's, agree well that's the teams you play like you run into the blues who just slow down the pace of the game and just you know check you into the boards and keep the puck behind the red line all the time um and it, I mean, you see it with the uh, Florida Panthers all the time. You know, they they are typically a great regular season team. And then, you know, they score all these goals and then they get into the playoffs and they, they can't find the net. Um, so it, let's hope that that's not the case. Uh, the power play has improved, though, too, for the Wild. Uh, so that was that was a big thing last year that they struggled with that I think that they've they've corrected, too. So that's that's good to see. And God, yeah, these it? kids, these kids we have are fantastic. That's it's amazing that our depth is so good considering how young all these kids are. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> all right. I, we're just, mo- I find oh, it too how they are so resilient, you know, kind of like the Vikings. It's like, oh, you scored a goal. We're going to come back. We'll get another one too. Well, Maybe. you remember them last year, they'd go down three goals and they'd have it tied up, by the, you know, in, in the yeah, third period. I've, I've noticed that across hockey though, a lot this year. It's um, scoring is up overall. Yeah. I mean, gosh, what game was it? Was it last night or the night before? I think the Penguins were up 4-0 and end up losing the game in in regulation. I mean, it's 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 crazy. They're juicing it's the fun. bucks. <laughs> juicing the bucks. <laughs> uh, got them in the humidor. Gonna have to get out there to a game though. Uh, as you can see, I'm I'm sporting this beauty I got from the Minnesota Whitecaps, the ladies' team. This, oh, that's these are the awesome. ugly sweaters they wore. Oh God, I saw them uh, playing them, and I was like, I I gotta buy one of those. I think it was only seventy dollars too. So that was a score. They're playing in Richfield now. They're only a couple blocks away from Frenchman's. So if you guys come nice. out, we should go. See now, that's that's the bullcrap thing. If you buy that in the men's, it's probably going to be one hundred and twenty bucks. No, there it's just it's universal sizes. I was trying to give the women some props here. But yeah, uh, they need these better deals. <laughs> i you know that's weird because my sister she bought me a las vegas aces uh jersey after they won the championship last year and she was like they're all women's sizes and i was like yeah but i wear a large and i mean it, it, which certainly wouldn't be a large women's but uh, i don't know it it fits that's all that matters 
Okay, moving on to the teams that aren't so good in the state of Minnesota. Uh, we talked a lot about the Twins and their lack of offseason moves in the last uh, episode of Fuck Dick and Burt, uh, which you can find on our YouTube channel, uh, Minnesota Foul Play-By-Play, also at foulplaybyplay.com. Uh, so the Carlos Correa uh, sweepstakes apparently isn't over. Is that still true? At least it was the last I checked. As of five minutes ago, he hasn't signed not, a contract. Hasn't signed a contract. So yeah, they, I, the odds I read were 55, 45, something like that. That that 45 that the twins would actually get him. No, this no, one that he would for that the, he would sign with the Mets. Oh, okay. Boy, I mean, he's losing. He's lost a lot of money over this. It's it's it seems like it's uh from what I read, an ankle injury that he sustained a while ago that they're really worried about long term, and I'm just. Is that something like they were Steph Curry's first contract in the NBA where they were worried about his ankles and so he didn't get a bunch of money, but certainly uh, uh, overcame that that little issue. Regarding the the ankle thing I just read before I hopped on, apparently he's got post-traumatic arthritis from that ankle surgery he had way back. So I uh-huh. think that's what's concerning the teams because there's a lot of different ways this could go over the next 10 to 12 years. Right. Um, One of them could be another surgery to clean shit out. I mean, so, but from what the doctors are saying, there's definitely going to be some kind of cartilage degeneration later on in his career. So I think that's what's causing the concern. Um, But the way the teams are structuring these deals, it's it's just to keep them under the tax anyway. You're going to lose money on the tail end, but... Well, unless you're the Mets, they don't give a shit about the luxury tax at all. No, and why the fuck should they? I mean, I right? wish there were more owners like Cohen in the league. Uh, that because this is the only one without a salary cap where guys can treat these things as toys. And, no, and I find it, I find it highly suspect that the the league, and when I say the league, the Yankees and the Dodgers are two of the biggest <laughs> complainers. And yeah. It's just like give me a fucking break. We've been complaining about you guys forever, <laughs> forever. Uh, so no, I don't. I still don't think the two. I mean, none of us really oh, no. thought. We don't want him. I mean, if that's the case, we don't want him, especially if there's a, an ankle issue down the road. Uh, I'd because... take him for the same deal that we offered him before the three years. A lot of money for one year. Opt out whenever well, he's you want. not gonna. He's he not gonna take. take he's that. trying. He did that last year to to get to this year well, in order to. That's what I'm saying with this stuff coming out now, though. He's kind of screwed himself. You know, he might have to do stuff like this. Maybe guarantee him two years and he can walk after two years. You know, I think he I think he ends up dropping down to 10 years, 300 million. I think a team will still I think that's weighing the risk and reward with him. The twins won't be the team that gets him. But no, no, absolutely not. And we've been on different sides of this fence. I don't I. I don't think the twins need necessarily position players. I think we need a freaking ace. Absolutely. And we've been needing one for 20, well, since Johan Santana, basically. And their offseason moves have been a question mark at best. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Kyle Farmer, a Jamie Carroll motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. It's well, no, like, he's. No, he's a decent ball player, but so was Jamie Carroll. <laughs> I mean... No, no, no. I understand that. It, it seems to me the only reason they made that trade was he's Get... half the price of Urshela, 
Yeah. But you're not... My... <laughs> the fuck is the point of saving money when you're going to dole it out for a 30 no problem with the catcher signing but him and gallo really we're saving money to spend on these it's like early 2000s all over again yeah i think think the gallo move was now i think they're going to get serious about moving kepler in my opinion oh they have to i get it i understand that but what who bats for in this lineup even when Buxton's healthy, like, I don't, <laughs> like, I, I just. Gallo probably does. He'd probably strike out 215 times or so, maybe more. No, just, probably more if he's healthy. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, as the offseason has moved on, I don't understand the Urshela trade. Buxton. Buxton will be our cleanup hitter. But actually, no. Farmer, Farmer you want to know how good he is? Right. We have to give up our 27th ranked prospect. So that's how good he is. A pitching prospect who's 25, that shows you the level of a player Kyle Farmer is. 25 <laughs> is, yeah, 25 is pretty old for to be called a prospect still. I just so who who are we targeting with a Max Kepler as potential bait? And who else are we including with Max I Kepler? I I I will keep this brief and then Brad and you can talk about it. If we're gonna trade Kepler, which We've got too many left-handed outfield bats now. If we trade Kepler, it has to be for prospects. It's nothing that's going to help us now just to try to rejuvenate the farm. Um, That would be. Well, I'm, I'm thinking let's get a top end starter. If we can, let's, let's. We're not creating a package for somebody that can actually win a playoff game. I, we're not going to get a front end starter for Kepler. No, I, that's what I'm asking is who do we include with Kepler in order to get something like that? Uh, Royce Lewis? You can't, you can't move Lewis, not on an injury Bruce season. Lee? I mean, we okay. have to trade people I don't want us to trade. Yeah. Like, there's, the, well, there's a lot of people that you don't want to trade, though. That's that's the problem. No, but that's my problem with this front office is buy Carlos Rodon then. We right. don't trade the future. We bought, And we have, we have plenty of money to spend. He can win so, a playoff game. He'd, he no, would be I'm... the best pitcher on our roster as soon as he was signed, would he not? I mean, my oh, is going to be out until, until what, uh, June? And then, uh, let's see, Maley, I don't even know if he's healthy. He'll be, healthy. Just He'll be healthy by the start of the year, but that's I think that's who they're hoping is going to be our turn into a frontline ace. Yeah. But then again, with that, this is his last year of arbitration. He had an injury last year. If you truly believe he's going to be our ace going forward, then we got to lock him up now. Right. As opposed to letting him have Have a great great first half of the year, and then he'll make too much money for the twins to keep him around. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I just don't understand what this front office does towards pitching. I love the trades for Molly, for Joe Ryan, even for Sonny Gray. Yeah. That turned out pretty good. But then what do we do? We like, does like those are all two through five type of, of rotation starters that none of one, none of them I would consider like Maley was the guy I wanted. I, I was wrong about this. I, you know, Castillo is the guy we all wanted for a long time. And then I was like, wow, Maley's like maybe better than Castillo. And if you look at his so analytics, go, he was missing. Bats, then if you but, go back yeah. to your old Reds posts, I mean, he, he performed well, 2019, 2020. Yeah. I mean, he was 
what was turning into a, their ace and what we had to give up to get him, that's a potential ace. I mean, yeah. are, so extend- do you have the numbers on what the pole hands make every single year from the Twins? I, no, that, I mean, are they that just money's happy? not released to the public? Are they just enough. happy with making the money that they make and they don't give a shit? Like, as long as they put a decent enough product on the field that people will go watch. They I mean, so, like, I, they, well, I don't even know that they care too much about that because for a lot of years, uh, after you know, Kirby Puckett, they they certainly didn't put a product on the field that that you know filled a stadium. Uh, so, no, and they're not, uh, from what I've read about the Polans, is it's not like the owner of the Mets where he's an actually an avid baseball fan. Right. I, I don't think they give a shit about baseball. It's a, as well, much as we he, complain about the twins, they make them a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do run it as a business. Like it, it shows, it definitely he shows. Does, to interrupt, do you guys know if there's an eight and a half point play in football? Eight and a half. What do you mean? Cause I need one for Florida state. We'll get to your bets later, Brad. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Wolves for a little bit. Um, they've been bad with Carl Anthony Towns and bad without Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, equally bad. 10 and 11 with, 6 and 7 without. Uh, they're just really bad at defending the perimeter. Uh, they allow the most three-pointers per game with 14.2, which puts them out of position on rebounds, which is their fifth worst at uh, defensive rebounding. And uh, they have three of the worst defenders in the league. They're D'Angelo Russell, Austin Rivers, and Jalen Noel are all bottom 40 defenders. Now, we got to give Jalen Noel some slack because he's been pushed out to the perimeter pretty early in his career, and he's not he's learning on the job right now. Uh, but D'Angelo Russell's been a bad defensive uh, guard for all of his career, and he's, he's the worst defensive player, uh, or the 10th worst defensive player in the NBA. And it doesn't seem like his offensive skill set is, is uh, you know, a fit if Carl comes back this year. Right now, they kind of need him just to put points up. Um, so, But when he comes back, we need a facilitating guard who can defend the perimeter. Um, so should they tank? Which my answer, I'll tell you right now, is yes. I think they should. But I think they're already too far behind in, in the sweepstakes for Yemen Yaga. So oh, I tried. That was, um, but... Uh, <laughs> you can still get something that maybe can defend the perimeter for next season and see if this two big man look is going to work. Well, do you remember when they drafted Anthony Edwards, that was one of his biggest things was his work ethic and also his defense, which he's actually turned it up. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he averages a couple steals a game, two, three steals. Like it's crazy. I don't think uh, Carl Anthony Towns, like I don't mind him. But, like, the splits, too, on Rudy Gobert are disgusting when he plays as too opposed to when he doesn't play. We're almost better off without him on the floor. I mean, I wrote down his stats this year. He's averaging almost 14 points a game, 12 rebounds, and 1.3 blocks. To give up four first-round picks for this guy? Yeah. I mean, this this is Denver Broncos for Russell Wilson right now. And I don't know if it's the head coach. I don't – there's something not right. Going well, on. They're, they're playing a style no one else in the NBA is playing. Uh, and that's problematic because everybody else is, you know, uh, spread out, shoot, shoot the three, as many threes as you can. And they've got a bunch of guys on the floor who can't defend that. 
which yeah. is problematic. Unless you're really good offensively, like if you're the Brooklyn Nets and you can score 150 points a game, you don't have to worry about defending the perimeter so much. But well, that's and that's where it, what sucks is you know we're wasting Anthony Edwards's talent. That's all the state my, does is waste the talent of great players. I mean, well, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I mean, what's new? Uh, yeah, no, he's great. Uh, he's he's the he's the uh, Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, he's the guy that can. He's the best player on the floor against just about anybody you play um, until you get to the playoffs, I guess. Um, so oh. what is it about the other – the three franchises minus the Wild, why don't they do stuff? Why do they, they did. Not- the Timberwolves did. They took a big, big chance with the Rudy Gobert trade, and they, they upset the market well, no, so would- much so that Kevin Durant couldn't be traded. No, I would say with the, the non-hockey franchise – if you look at what the Vikes did, essentially pretty much the same team as last year, a couple additions that were important. You change the coach. Yeah. Boom. That was the, that was the biggest better. thing. Big. Yep. Twins. That's what I don't understand with the twins is okay. If we're going to roll into this season with what we had last year. And yes, I will agree that maybe if they're a little healthier, things will get better. I'm kind of over the Rocco thing. Like it's, it's just not working out. Even though I like Rocco as a person, I love watching his press conferences. I just don't think he's a good fucking coach. <laughs> I like I like his first name. That's about it. And then I'm I'm over the Falvin regime. I think they should have lost their job after last season. Uh, Fad and and uh, no, I agree. Here. And so to tie that into the Wolves, maybe talent's one thing. You got to. That's why I do think coaching matters in all sports. Like you got to use that talent. So if i don't want to sound like a dick though i mean it's it's the charity case you know having the saunders still on the staff and whatnot back from when flip you know (laughs) had the good guys like kg and whatnot i mean so i don't know i just carl anthony towns is supposed to be a top 10 player Oh, he's not. No, you got to play defense to do that. You can't be a top 10 player unless you're a two-way player. And he's not, you'll never, never will be. His game will age gracefully, um, but he's never going to be the the reason that you win a championship ever. No, he'll, Uh, he'll find, he'll find another team, but he'll win a championship. Yeah. He could be the number two on a lot of teams and win a championship. Sure. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's the number two on this team. Anthony Edwards is eclipsed him as the best player, uh, on this team and showed it in the playoffs as well. And now I'm wondering, well, do we keep Rudy because we have so much invested in trade Carl if we have the opportunity and what are you going to get back? Fair enough for a guy who can't defend and just shoots threes. And now it's not even playing down in you know banging down under the basket I'm yeah not gonna, exactly. i'm not gonna pretend to know anything about basketball because i don't really follow basketball too well but the two big man approach I, I i got a question why did we even do it it didn't work for the fucking lakers <laughs> <laughs> i think that was a i don't know i think the new ownership group wanted to make a splash regardless of what it was you know sometimes you just you want press for the sake of having press uh they they were in the conversation for a while uh and now now they're not (laughs) now they won't be for the rest no but i mean that's that's my only question is is basketball now 
is it is it a game that you build around two big men or is it uh, something else obviously it's something else it depends is, <laughs> it's is, a perimeter is it game is it Giannis? is is what is he one of the big men because he can bring up the ball he can you know run the point uh yeah he can defend every uh, position on the on the floor uh seems like we, the great teams from the last 10 years have been perimeter perimeter based teams so yeah why would you try to go against what the because NBA they, turned into. they realized Carl Anthony Towns was not a post player. They wanted Carl to shoot more threes. Basically, is that the, the answer to your question is they wanted to push Carl out to the three point line to shoot more threes because he was a great three point shooter, and it hasn't worked because now he has to guard a four instead of a five, and Love now 2. he's got to switch on the perimeter with all the wings, and that's just a nightmare. And then you've got another slow-moving center in Rudy Gobert, who's basically a, a leg back and wait for him to drive the lane and put up a layup so I can block it type of, of defender. And exactly. none of it, it works. They just, they get spread so thin. And all of their uh, depth, too, all of their, and they've got great players. This is why I don't really miss the four, uh, the, the picks that we sent for Gobert, because they have so many great players who were playing for the Iowa Wild and who stepped in um, that I think, are going to be really good and that's why i think it's just sell time let's just let's move on from this because now we're going to wait until carl comes back and then we're going to punt until next year and see well we didn't have a good enough uh sample size to determine if this is going to work or not and i mean you could you could just look at the rest of the league who else is doing it nobody i don't think it's going to work uh so we got about six minutes left so let's get to our best bets for this weekend um we're going to keep a spreadsheet of all the results uh that'll be available at foulplaybyplay.com uh brad why don't you start us off you're you've been making the most sports bets amongst us so tell us what your best bets are go ahead go ahead go ahead i gotta run get my ticket okay. real just so i can get this in the spreadsheet all right well as a homer i'm going with the vikings to win to cover and taking the over on 48 and a half points uh i've been doing that pretty much all season and the Vikings have been pretty good to me uh, because they're underdogs all the time. It seems just because they, they always seem to win by one score and never, never really uh, blow anybody out. Uh, so yeah, uh, that seems like a pretty reasonable outcome. Um, three and a half points is what they're getting. Uh, defenses are not good in that Packers Vikings game. So there's going to be points, even if the weather's bad in green Bay. And then I also parlayed the Vikings money line and the over as well as the Vikings to cover and the over. Uh, the money line bet the parlay five dollars to win 1982 and the cover parlay ten dollars to win 25 23 so that that's a pretty good payout i'll follow yours just because i have a differing opinion on the over under on the packers vikings game oh boy <clears throat> so i did a five a five game parlay just dealing with the over unders on the vikings packers which the packers arguably have been playing better we're playing in green bay it's going to be a difficult game i wouldn't i wouldn't take them the vikings even on the money line because i don't know if we're going to win um i think it's going to be a close game i also think it's going to be under 48 and a half so i took vikings packers game under 48 and a half bears lions game over 51.5 browns commanders under 40 and a half Panthers, Bucks over 40 and a half. Colts, Giants over 38 and a half. $20 bet to win $430. Well, 
weather's going to be pretty good in Green Bay. It's going to be 34 or so and clear. And yeah, no I don't, I don't think weather's going to matter. I think, I think both teams are going to be immensely trying to win this game. So I think there's going to be a little more conservative play. So, hmm. all right, Brad. Well, I, I started off, I, I, I ran two similar tickets. Um, I started off with the golfers in their um, game today. I took the golfers money line on one for a safe bet. And I took them at minus five and a half. Um, my next game in both of these parlays, I have the Dallas Cowboys, Tennessee Titans with the over at 40.5, which kind of yeah. scares me. Right. Tennessee slows down the game. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got a new quarterback in. Um, basically, I just want Dallas to go out and do their thing, put up 30 points, hope that I can get 10 from Tennessee. We'll yeah. be good. Then I then I switch it over to the uh, college semifinal national championship games. I've got the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, seven and a half, Michigan Wolverines at nine and a half. I wanted to actually juice them a little bit more, but I, I just I don't think either one of those are going to be good games. I don't think they TCU deserves. They aren't. The semifinals haven't been close. I, I don't. Think. I totally agree with Brad's statement there. I don't think TCU deserves to be in the playoffs. Oh boy, here we go. That's a different. That's a different segment. Um, my final one is I do agree with Anthony. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored. I took the over at forty-eight and a half. I also backed it down though and took the over at 41 and a half. Hmm. Kind of trying to, you know, yeah. play both sides. Win one. And then on the one where I kind of went conservative, I took the Dallas Stars versus the Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Wild to win in regulation. That bet with the 16 parlay, $10 will get me $378.22. The other bet that is the five team parlay. $10 will get me $228.24. How much time we got left, Tony? Uh, minute 38. Okay, so then I did a, a huge parlay. Look at DJ. You don't have enough time. <laughs> this one is huge. It's a 10-team parlay, all college bowl games. Already, I already nailed the first one. I took Syracuse plus 10 and a half. Thank God for that last touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> You're already sweating. I got the Seminoles driving right now. I got them at nine and a half. I have the Washington Huskies money line. I have the under in the Maryland, North Carolina state game at 48 and a half. I have the Pittsburgh Panthers at plus five and a half. I have the Notre Dame fighting Irish at minus two and a half. I have the Ohio Bobcats beating the Wyoming Cowboys. <coughs> Excuse me. I have um, 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 the over in the Tennessee Clemson game at 63.5. I have the over in the Iowa game at 30.5, and I have Georgia minus six and a half. Put a hundred bucks on it. Jesus. Two wins, $38,000. You are nuts. Let's go. You are nuts. Let's go. Good luck, buddy. Holy shit. Let's go, Seminole. <laughs> All right. That's our show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next. Uh, we're going to try and do this every week. So see you next week, perhaps uh, at foulplaybyplay.com and at yeah. our uh, YouTube channel, uh, Minnesota Foul Play by Play. Love you. Yeah, we'll find Bye. out. We'll find out the over under on the fucking Vikings game. I'm right on this one. Uh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>